recording. Here we are. <laughs> Hello. As always, we're saying hi, even though we've been talking to each other all day. Literally, this is the latest I think we've ever recorded in a day as it well. Is. So we've actually talked so much today and saying hi to each other is extra weird. It's super weird. <laughs> and it's been like a really crazy day. I literally just said to Josie that like I feel like I prepared this podcast <laughs> while on those drugs from Limitless. Yeah. Like my brain is at like maximum capacity to be able to do things and quickly. And your fingers are like Jim Carrey and Bruce yeah. Almighty where it's like <laughs> <laughs> going faster and faster. Yeah, I was doing that and no one can see me because it's a podcast. These things don't translate. I know. They don't translate. No. It's okay. I mean, we can't share every gif of everything that we refer No. Like. Just get it, okay, guys? Just understand. Understand pop culture. Get in our brains. Know we what I mean you. when I say Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty typing. I feel like everyone does know. Yeah. You guys famous. get us. <laughs> um, as always, thanks so much for all your nice stuff on the group, which we love. Mm. We're obsessed with the group. Yes, Mel is talking about our Facebook group, of course. Oh, yes, I am. Sorry. The All Aussie Mystery Hour podcast group, which you can find on the pedestrian.tv Facebook page. So hit us up, join, request to join, and we will accept your request in less than one minute because we're (laughs) losers and that's what we do. Someone literally in there was like, I wish that, um, what was her her name? I want to say Kerry. Carrie. I feel pretty on the money with it being okay. Carrie, but what it may not say? be Carrie. She was like, oh, I wish that I had friends to talk about true crime like you guys talk about true crime. And I was like, mate, we're here. Yeah, we, we are, are your friends. We never leave this group. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a life. <laughs> shoot the breeze with us. We're always here talking about mysteries. So, yeah, it's fun times in there. Um, as always, like and subscribe. Yeah, we've got some really nice little um, reviews that people have been leaving on iTunes. But it really helps when you leave a five-star rating and some nice words because it makes us more visible and then more people can come and join our weird mystery cult <laughs> yeah, that we're making. Yeah, like we sound really up ourselves asking for that, but it's literally just so that we can keep making the podcast. Mm. Yeah, because if if it's not successful, then our bosses will be like, Oi, stop talking about (laughs) mysteries and write some stories to the website. Stop wasting time (laughs) in that weird box room that's like in the middle of nowhere in the office. Yeah. Go back to your computer. Yeah, go and type away like Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Um, So it's my turn today. It is. I've picked a really weird one, Josie, because... It's about boats, and I don't what? know shit about boats. Yeah. Like, literally, if there was a subject in the world that I know the least information about, mm. it is yachting. <laughs> like, have no fucking clue. Yeah. You're about not a seafaring type. I'm not as high on the seas, sing you a song, yeah. bird's eye fish fingers type. Like, Owner of those boat shoes people have. I hate the boat shoes. Yeah. Like, I hate the boat shoes. <laughs> I, I was never made, I was never in a past life a sailor. So. No. It was very weird that I chose this, but I'm glad I did. It's very Mm. creepy. It's very weird. What is it? So it's the missing Patanella. I don't know if I'm saying that right, and I'm not going to check. Patanella. I've never heard of this. I know. So I'd never heard of it either. It happened in the 80s. It's not even old because it sounds like the missing Patanella. And when you think boats, you think like pirates of the caribbean yes. at times you know absolutely i do like, and that would be interesting that really happened that's based on a true story <laughs> yeah. not a fucking ride at disneyland it's real <laughs> and i believe it you know what i mean though pirate times but i do believe that that is it not real is what? it literally just a game pirates, pirates of, the of the caribbean, caribbean. yeah 
Oh. No, it's based on a ride oh, from man. Disneyland. Oh, I'm really? Did you not think that, that I, was based no, on a true story? No, I didn't think it was like a documentary, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just... Based on true events. No, I just thought that it was like based on some true events. Well, it's based on all those stories of like Blackbeard and okay. the pirates of Who were real? those times. I don't know. I think. I feel like they're like seafaring yarns. Okay. That people, you know, like... um. Like the storylines are based on like myths and legends of like seafaring times. But pirates were real. Yeah, and pirates are still yeah. real, but they're not as fun anymore. They're not they fun. have guns. They're and like, it's I am the captain now. Yeah, yeah, it's not a fun time. Yeah, yeah. It's not cool. Um, okay, well, <laughs> news flash from Mel Pirates of the Caribbean, not a documentary. Here we are. <laughs> not a hard hitting, harrowing <laughs> true story of survival <laughs> on the high seas. <laughs> Oh, shit. Anyway, I'll tell you about the missing Patanella. Okay. So I really don't know how to pronounce it, and it's actually – I'll come to a bit where you will find out that it is literally impossible to figure out how to pronounce it. Right. Okay. But whatever. For now, it's the Patanella. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a 20-metre luxury schooner, so huge – Fuck off, fancy yacht yep. is what I could gather from that. <laughs> As I said, there many boat references in yeah. here of which I know not much about. I did a little bit of research. Mm. It's very confusing. Boat language, I hate it. It's yeah, bad. It's whole jargon. It's, to me, it's a, a bad schooner time. is beer. Yeah, well, it's also a boat. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> We're out of our depth here. No, something new. <laughs> um, so anyway, mm. this big luxury schooner. I think it's schooner. Anyway, whatever. Sailed out of Fremantle in WA, mm-hmm. bound for the Whit Sundays on October the sixteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Right. Um, and it carried businessman Alan Nickel. He owned the boat, so he's a big hotshot businessman. Okay. Skipper Ken Jones and two passengers: Ken's wife Noreen and their daughter Ronalee. Ronalee is the weirdest name. I Ronalee. She's she's still alive, by the way. Oh, spoiler and if she's alert. Listening. I would like to ask her how she feels about her name. Yeah, Ronalee. It it's sounds a strange like name. they combined two members of their oh, family. Yes. Like maybe she was named after like her granddad and her yeah, okay. grandma or something. That's cute. Ronalee. I'll accept it if it's like that. in Renesmee. <laughs> Renesmee is the greatest. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, it's Twilight. And I literally remember laughing out I laughed loud. out loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, everyone listening. I just screamed. I'm usually the quiet one. Yeah. I literally just screeched into the microphone. <laughs> I laughed out loud at Renesmee. Maybe it, it's... Re- I always thought it was Renesmee, but it's not, is it? It's Renesmee. It Esme. Yeah. Esme? Yeah. Es- Esme and Renee? <laughs> I think so. Oh, Whatever. God. It's yeah. in Twilight, guys, if anyone hasn't, yeah. didn't, like, gorge those books when they came out. But basically, the baby that yeah. Bella and Edward have yeah. is a mesh of their the mum's names. Yeah. It's stupid. Can I just mm-hmm. back on topic here? Oh, yeah. For our non-Australian oh, listeners. Yes. Oh, yes, because we have them. Yeah, we do. Wild. The, a woman from Texas wrote to yeah, us in our group. I love her. Um the Whitsundays are not near Fremantle. No. It's quite the journey. It's quite the journey. And they were going... Whitsundays are like no, part of north, Queensland. Far north Queensland, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it, and Fremantle's in WA. So yeah. like the other side of Australia. It's at least halfway around Australia, yeah. if not more, okay. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that's a good point, Josie. Thank you for that. That's fine. That's a great addition to my story. <laughs> um, so we've got Alan Nickel, Ken Jones, Noreen Nickel, and Ronalee Nickel mm-hmm. on the boat. Right? It's 1980. 
1988. 1988. Yeah. Um, the yacht's in excellent condition. It's well suited for long journeys and it had already sailed around the world several times. Mm. So it was like in good nick. It was a good yeah. bloody boat to do this. It was in. an overachieving boat. It was boat. an overachieving boat. <laughs> <laughs> top, top dog of boats. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it had even voyaged to Antarctica. So it's like hot shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like shits on the other boats, basically. <laughs> um, and but Nickel had only owned it for a few months, but that's kind of irrelevant. But basically, he had he personally had not like done all these, all these places journeys, right? That the boat had. Um, but so basically, um, when it was in harbour in Fremantle after the first kind of a little bit of its journey, mm. no, sorry, hmm, wrong. wrong. So when it was in Fremantle, okay. before it had gone out, right? <laughs> these two sailors. <laughs> John Blissett and Michael Calvin were admiring it. Mm-hmm. And then they actually asked Alan Nichol if they could have a job on the boat oh. and go with them to yeah. the Sundays because um, they were trying to accumulate sailing hours. See this again. Here we go with the <laughs> shit I don't understand. Yeah. Sailing hours to get their navigational certificate. So I'm assuming that means like they need to spend X amount of hours working on boats so they can get some certificate Certi- yeah. that means they can do it themselves. I'm assuming. Yeah. This is like when I did Frederick Valentich and had to say all the plane stuff and I had no fucking idea. What are we, like, plane (laughs) investigators? No, we're we're not. not. We're not even investigators. (laughs) We're not even investigative reporters. We're just... I'm a fashion... I I don't think you guys know what we do. I'm a fashion (laughs) editor. (laughs) Josie's the editor of the website. Yeah. (laughs) So we're really not experts in really anything. I know a lot about, like, One Direction. Yep. But even then, not the most in the world. Like, and I'm not an expert. So, yeah. We're really not qualified to talk about this stuff, but we are anyway. Yeah, here we are talking about it mm. with no credentials. No credentials. <laughs> um, so, Nicole said yes. So to these said, two yeah, to random these two guys, to yeah. John Blissett and Michael Calvin. He was like, sure, come on board. I don't love that as an idea. I don't know why people just decide they can yeah. just add people to their Strangers. boating. It's weird. Yeah. But maybe they seemed like nice dudes. I don't know. Um, so as they went along, their first stop was in Esperance, which is for anyone that's not like heaps up on Aussie geography. Yeah. is like the bottom of WA. Right. So oh, it's, right. Okay. It's not... WA is massive, by the way, as a state. It's huge. So it's, it's like almost, half of yeah. Australia. It's like I always say it's like they got lazy and they're like, 100%. here's Queensland, here's New South Wales, here's Victoria. Oh, and that could just be WA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and it's literally, literally Western half. Australia. Yeah. It's not even got a name. It's just like, <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. Western Australia and South Australia yeah. just did not give a they shit didn't about care. those areas. They weren't naming it after like any other places no. or royalty. It was just, yeah. That's it there. That's an area. <laughs> the west of Australia. Done. Sorted. Creativity done. Literally done. They, they were so over it. They were over it. Uh, so, yeah, so Esperance is right down the bottom, but that's still quite a way. Mm. I don't know how, how far in kilometres because no. Again, sorry. we're not geography it's not what experts. We're, it's not what you're here for, okay? But it's, it's, it's a while. It's a way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... When they get to Esperance, Alan Nicol actually got off along with Ronalee, who I thought was a baby. 
<laughs> Apparently was an adult. Oh, right. <laughs> because they both got off to do business-related stuff. Right. So he left his wife on there as boss far baby. as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, boss baby. That's what I imagined. She was just this, like, baby, according to Ronnie Lee, but she's, like, an actual right. human adult. Um, look, I'm going to stop there briefly and mm. say that all this information, the best info that I got on this whole case was mm. from a blog. Oh, right. <laughs> There's no Wikipedia for it or anything oh, that's got, really? like, heaps of references. But the blog seemed pretty legit. And when I cross-referenced it, which I did kind of do to a few articles that Serious were written in, journalism. like, Sydney Morning Herald mm. and The Guardian, the facts that they had provided matched up. Okay. So I'm assuming this is as legit as it fucking gets. Okay. If anybody knows, uh, if you did your fucking PhD on the Patanella disappearance, yeah. like, come and tell yeah. me. Please hit us <laughs> but up. But for now, this is the zesty yarn and yeah. just deal with it. Okay. I'm but dealing. I'm basically, fine. so I don't know if Noreen got off. I'm assuming she didn't because Alan Nickel got off, Ronalee got off, but they don't mention Noreen getting off. So she okay. stayed on. Right. Um, seems weird, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, from then until November 8th, no, nothing of note. It basically periodically radioed its position along its trip, which is apparently something you do when you sail. Seems like a good idea. Yep. Um, everything's uneventful. Yep. Then on November the 8th, mm-hmm. at 1 a.m., a radio operator at the Overseas Telecommunications Commission gets a message from Ken Jones, which is the skipper. Yeah. He reported it was 10 miles east of Sydney's Botany Bay at the time, okay. the Patanella, and he said they'd seem to run out of fuel. They were gonna. This is this is where it gets really funny, Josie. <laughs> they intended to tack out for a few hours and then tack back in. And I was like, "What the what shit is does that mean?" It's <laughs> like I was literally staring at my computer, like I am very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so I googled it because I was yeah. like, "I can't just come in here and just yeah, tell yeah. you that and not find out." I, I think that that is a level of research that we our yeah. fans deserve. You like, do frankly. deserve it. Yeah, you you want that level of research yeah. from me. So. I had a Google. It just gets worse because you know how boats have things like starboard and oh, port yeah, and all that yeah, bullshit? Yeah. Just say north. Just say the front of the boat and the back of the boat. Yeah. Why are we saying starboard? I don't know. We don't need – it's left. It isn't – Yeah. Just say on the left of the boat, yeah. on the back of the boat, <laughs> on the front, up the pole, you know? Like, yeah. You know? Aft. All of that stuff. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what it means. I'm running to the front of the boat. Four the is the front, aft is the back, Right. I don't know, and I don't care. Ports left, starboard right. I, don't know. I think. Uh, I think I'm so. No yes, actually, I think so because basically, to tack out. Oh, here we go. Is like, this is what it kind of is like. It said turning between starboard and port by bringing the bow through the wind. So I think it's just a, a way to kind of either keep your place in the ocean or right. move yourself around okay. using the wind when you've run out of fuel. Right. On the yacht. That makes sense. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That's what I'm taking from it. <laughs> By all means, come correct me because yeah. I will accept it mm. humbly because mm. I know nothing about boating, as we've discussed. Is it even called boating? We don't know. Um, so he said they might need assistance in the morning to get into Sydney Harbour, but apparently he didn't sound stressed at all. He was just kind of like, it's fine. Um, and it was pretty normal for this to happen to boats sometimes, and the night was really calm, so even the radio operator wasn't worried. Like, no one was okay. concerned at this point, basically. An hour later, he calls again and he asks for a weather report and he still seemed unconcerned, but for reasons that no one seems to understand, mm. he asks for directions to the town of Moruya, Moruya, M-O-R-U-Y-A. 
Maria? Maria, I think it is. Yeah, it's on the New South Wales coast. Yeah. So that was a weird thing that happened. Right. Isn't it on the south coast? Uh, it could be on the south coast. The radio operator said that the town was about five hours away. So wherever it was, it was Super five hours weird. from where, where they were. Why? Yeah. Why? Super weird. Because they were like going to come into the harbour. Yeah. And then suddenly they're like, how no, far we'll is Maria? five hours away. Yeah. Um, so he also warned drones that there was a wind warning in that area. Mm. But still, no one's really freaking out. They're just kind of like, that's weird. But also, you know, yeah, don't go there because there's a wind warning. Then after 2 a.m., another call came through. This time, there was heaps of static on the line. It was really hard to hear Jones, Ken Jones. And all that could be made out was the skipper saying, 300 kilometres south, is it south, is it south? And the voice faded completely. Oh, my God. Which is weird. Oh, I don't like And that was the last anyone (gasps) heard from the Patanella. Oh, my God. So it vanished without a trace off the coast of Sydney on November the 8th. Oh, my God. I know. But and there, and there was no weird. It wasn't like it was storming or. No, nah, it was super calm night. I know. No one was actually that concerned though at this point, right? Because it was actually quite normal for skippers to report that they'd be entering Sydney Harbour, but then change their mind <clears throat> and drop out. You know, from. A well, few days. yeah. Like I mean, I guess with the like static, that was a bit like weird. But mm. people weren't like there's a big problem. It was just kind of like, oh well, something went wrong with the radio. I guess. You yeah. Know? Um, and it, apparently they would sail elsewhere and they wouldn't bother to inform the shore station. So it was literally right. like it's not weird that he then potentially start, decided to go to Maria and didn't tell anyone yeah. is what I think is meant there. You know, okay. like that wasn't a thing that people definitely reported. Yeah. It's not like a plane where you have to know everything or what everyone's yeah. doing. Yeah. And then apparently basically everyone just assumed, including Alan Nicholl, who obviously had heard like back yeah. from what was going on. Right. They just assumed that they decided to sail straight for Airlie Beach. Okay. Um, In the Whitsundays. Yeah. Um, but the days went on, no word from the Patanella. Concerns started to a little bit grow, like kind mm. of they weren't checking in anymore. Um, also, Ken Jones's son, Peter, revealed that he couldn't reach his father through the ship-to-shore radio. Mm. So he was a bit worried. Yeah. Then, so the the Patanella was meant to reach Airlie Beach on November 18, mm-hmm. but there was no sign of the ship on that day. Oh, my so God. So it didn't turn up. So this is when a search was launched. So that but was because it's not like when Jones radioed in, he was like, mayday, mayday. Yeah. I don't think boat people say mayday. <laughs> I think that's a plain <laughs> thing. Maybe they do. SOS? SOS, help. <laughs> is that even like post-Titanic a thing that anyone says? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. But it's not like he overtly said... We were in distress. Yeah. He was just like, is it south? Is it south? And it was staticky. So there's no reason for people to jump to the conclusion that, quick, we need to send out a search party. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like, late. for all they knew, he was just like, you know, going off on his own yeah. and like kind of just, they were still mm. on tra- on course. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, like, and it also, this is another point, was it couldn't even be confirmed that the yacht was truly anywhere near Sydney when those last messages came through, like the staticky one. Yeah, right. So it's like basically from when he first yeah. radioed to like that 2 a.m. message, mm. he could have been heading up the coast. So where they were looking was such a wide yeah. area. Yeah, so hard to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. I know. And so in 1992, there was an inquest. It mm-hmm. returned an open finding, which I'm pretty sure means basically there's no conclusive, there's no conclusion 
to the inquest. Um, and the New South Wales deputy coroner at the time, Derek Hand, said he was satisfied that the yacht had sunk and all on board had died. So that was just his take, though. So from the right. inquest, his strongest take was that they... That's what had happened. ...capsized. Yeah. And everyone was dead. But mm. it's still open. Right. Which is hard for all the families to not yeah. know exactly. what happened. And so this is the creepy bit. Oh, no. Right? So the yacht's name was chosen. Okay, so this is all coming from, by the way, you know, I said it was from a blog. Yeah. The blog is called Strange Company. Strange Company. And um, so I'm not 100% sure this is entirely true. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really hard. Completely unfounded. I know, it's really hard, and you'll see why it was really hard to find, like, some facts to back it up but basically the blog says that the yacht's name was chosen by the ship's original owner Phil Waterworth and he had assumed it was an Aboriginal word for a protective god but then in 1964 so the boat's quite old that was something that I worked out that's pretty old that's like 20 over 20 years old Um, a group of scientists who were chartering the Patanella for an expedition did some research of their own and concluded that the name actually meant storm spirit but apparently they were all wrong and Patanella is another word for devil. Oh, no. Not another demon involvement in a mystery. Well, there's actually, like, there's no demon stuff in this, but I just love that. That's creepy. As a creepy, I mean, I don't love it, but, like, it's creepy. (laughs) And obviously Indigenous words, like, like, Indigenous culture is, like, words hold a lot of weight Mm. and they're very careful about what they name things. Yeah. Just throw the word devil around willy-nilly. Yeah. Um. But also, it's really hard to find. Like, I googled to try and find yeah. what language the like Patanella meant devil in because it's a lot for anyone that isn't versed on indigenous culture, probably people outside of Australia. Yeah. There's a lot of languages. It's not like there's one yeah, indigenous like language in Australia. Thousands, maybe. thousands. Different yeah. dialects. Different dialects. Different areas all have their own language. Exactly. So I couldn't find anything strong to like back this up right. if anybody out there this yeah, is like any a big call <laughs> since we're not lot. experts in anything yeah let alone indigenous languages if you miraculously manage to study the language where you would mm. patanella means devil please tell us yeah. or if it know. didn't if you think it meant storm spirit yeah or friendly ghost or whatever the other one was yeah what was the other one uh storm spirit Oh, a name of a protective god. Protective god. Friendly ghost. Friendly ghost. <laughs> Friendly ghost, storm spirit, devil. Very right. different. They're all kind of connected. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, like, like you I go from god to, like, the devil. Yeah. I'm assuming it means one of them or something mm. similar. But, yeah, devil is hectic. Yeah. Um, so there are two main theories as to what happened. Okay. One's more boring. Mm. The other's spicier. The boring one is basically officials looking into the disappearance. They Their general proposal was that the Patanella was the victim of a maritime hit and run. So that's basically when, like, a boat hits another boat and doesn't report it and just right. keeps going. Like a, yeah. Well, like a, yeah, like a car hit and run, essentially. Um, and they so they reckon the whole ship had sunk and they reckon it would have been a freighter accident. Oh, like Because Botany big, Bay freighters, yeah. like... It's a bit of a, like, Botany Bay, for it's anyone who doesn't know, it's a very busy port mm. area, and there's a lot of, like, a lot of freight gets dropped off yeah. there. Freight? Freight, yeah. Freight, yeah. Um, so 
that's kind of one theory, but they admitted that it doesn't really explain the lack of any wreckage at all. Yeah. Or, or the, the like, weird call. Yeah, the call mm-hmm. of like, is it south? Is it south? Yeah. Did he sound panicked in that call? Uh, it doesn't say, but it reads panicked. Like, it's all question marks. And, the, like, the terms, like, 300 kilometres south, is it south, is it south, that sounds panicked to me yeah. or confused. Yeah, to keep repeating least. yourself. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the other theory is that it was hijacked. Oh. So Michael Calvin's father, so Michael Calvin was... One of the randoms. One of the randoms. Mm told reporters that three days before the yacht disappeared, he got an unsettling radio call from his son. It just said, hello, dad, and then the line went dead. Three days after? Three days before the yacht disappeared, yeah. Hello, dad. And then the line just cut out. Wait, three days before the Botany Bay call? Yes. Right. Um, People also pointed out that the the Patanella had really large fuel tanks. And they'd been filled up completely before it set sail. So it was extremely unlikely that they would have run out of fuel by the by Botany Bay. Yeah. Um, so then there's this theory of, like, was Jones's message from the yacht, was the whole we're out of fuel kind of made against his will? Like, was he forced to right. radio that in? Okay. Um, or was it a coded plea for help? But I don't really see how it would be a coded plea. Mm. because it wasn't like he was reporting something that would get somebody to come out and help them. Although he did kind of say, like, in the morning we might need help right, to get into Sydney Harbour. Mm. But that seems like a very long time, you yeah. know, to wait for help if you were yeah. really needed help. I mean, it's hard to tell, isn't it, because a boat isn't that big. Like, it's a big boat, but still boats aren't like... So like a giant house where you can sneak into the bathroom and call the yeah. cops, you know, yeah, like yeah, people can hear what you're doing. Yeah. So I suppose anything that he said was going to have to be so veiled that mm. no one would suspect he was trying to get people yeah. to help. So mm. I kind of, I guess, see where they're coming from in that like maybe his thinking was, okay, if I say we're out of fuel and like we need help in the morning, hopefully someone will... Like just someone come out of their own their way, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a long shot, but yeah, the, the fuel thing is interesting though that they were completely yeah. full and that they shouldn't have run out by then. Yeah, that's a bit sus. Mm. Also, no evidence pointing to collision. So after like the whole after they didn't show up on November eighteen, yeah, the forty eight vessels that were known to be in the area at the time were checked for damage. None of them had any sign that they'd run into anything. So. Like, obviously, all boats kind of need to, I assume, <laughs> tell people where they are when they're in a port area like yes, Botany Bay. Yeah. So they checked all these vessels and there was no damage. Mm. So even if it was a hit and run, it would have to be a random boat that didn't report in. Yeah, and, and then, it's like, really went unlikely. Away. Yeah, and it's unlikely that would happen. Yeah. Also, the yacht was made of steel and it had several watertight compartments, which I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm assuming it means it's, like, hard to sink. Yeah, it would float easier. Yeah. Yeah. So... It'd have to be a big fucking freighter. Yeah. And it would have to mow it down. Quite a speed. Yeah. Like, Which you wouldn't be doing coming into Botany Bay because you're coming into a bay, so you're, like, slowing down. Uh You're not on the high seas. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Mm. Um, Also, the yacht had an emergency radio beacon... And if it was turned on, it would have been picked up by any passing aircraft. 
it would have beeped for 48 hours after being set off and there was no sign that signal had ever been used. That's creepy, hey? Because, like, yeah. if, if something did hit yeah, you... Yeah, you would put that on. Yeah, your boat's not immediately just going to go under the water, I assume. Like, no. you'd have yeah, time to... be, like, moments of distress and, like, yeah. let's get off the boat and life jackets and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't just be one second it's there and next second it's gone. Yeah, exactly. So that's when suspicion kind of grew that the yacht was a victim of hijacking. Yeah. But it still didn't answer the question of, like, where it was. Mm. Um, And basically the next big thing that happened was in May 9, 1989, so seven months later. Mm -hmm. uh, One of the life boys from the Patanella was found by a fisherman off Terrigal. Oh, Central Coast. Mm-hmm. That's where my boyfriend's from. Maybe he had something to do with it. Actually, he, he was like four years old when... Also, how would he have something to do with it? <laughs> what said, this isn't... Central Coast is not coming into this in that way. <laughs> Maybe he's the fisherman that he's found... the fisherman that he's, found it. He is the son of the fisherman that found it. <laughs> Imagine if you just found that out after the fact, yeah. like Julian listened like, to the podcast. Oh, yeah, I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, so it it was covered in barnacles, mm-hmm. but it had the name Patanella on it. <sighs> Tests determined that the boy could not have been in the water longer than a month, suggesting that the yacht was still afloat somewhere right. six months after it disappeared. Oh, my God. I know. So that's crazy. Did and Terrigal is not hugely far from Sydney, anyone? No, that, it's not. It's like three hours drive, so I'm assuming boat-wise. It is boat not wise, three it, hours drive. Isn't it? It's like an hour and a half an drive. An hour and a half. An hour and a half drive. So it couldn't be more than like Yeah. I want to know where Maruya is. Yeah, me too. Because but, I feel like that's important. Yeah. Okay. Are you Googling it? Yeah, I'm Googling it. What the hell? <laughs> I don't even know. Please hold while we Google Maruya. Yeah, it, okay, it's south of Sydney. Yeah, but that wasn't – they didn't necessarily go there. But that's so strange he was asking about it. Yeah. If he was in Sydney, it's like quite far south of Sydney. Yeah, and they would have passed it because they were and, coming around the bottom. Yeah, and Airlie Beach, for those of you who aren't Australian or don't know Australian towns and geography, where they were heading was north of Sydney. Yeah. So that's so odd that he was asking – about that. Well, I think that's why everyone thought it yeah. was weird because it would be backtracking to back, go there. Totally back and not yeah. close. It's not like, oh, we need to go to a safe port because we've run out of fuel. It's yeah. super far away. Yeah. That's such a weird. Oh, so sus. The whole thing, thing is sus. Um, and th- so then also there's been heaps of sightings from Australia to Southeast Asia to South America over the years. And obviously some of that's probably bullshit, mm. but it all of that together. If I were to talk about my theory. Yeah. So sightings of the ship. Yeah. The boat. Of the boat, of the Patanella, yeah. My theory would be that I don't think that those sightings are necessarily legit. I think that hijacking to me seems like the mm. most logical, whether it was these guys that boarded. Yeah. Whether it was like Ken Jones himself, mm. someone, mm. Noreen. Maybe is on the boat, maybe isn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, like, it just seems like to find the boy and for, like, scientists to determine that it hadn't been in the water for more than a month, to me, says, like... Mm, it hadn't sunk. It was yeah, still around. it was still going six months later. So 
that. But then for a boy to be in the water suggests that it then capsized or that someone was Mm. thrown overboard or Mm. a boy, like, you know, something's happened there. Yeah. So I feel like it definitely sunk at some point. But whether someone hijacked it and there was a scuffle or something, I feel like something happened that meant it was still going beyond November 18. Wow. Yeah. And none of the people were ever seen again. No. And no wreckages have been found. Nothing's been... That's the only thing that's been found. Oh, there was one other thing, actually, that has been found. Mm. But it, I don't... Sydney Morning Herald had this article. It's mm. from 2008. 2008? I feel like I said that really weird then. 2008. <laughs> Someone told me I had a bogan voice the other day, and I was like, I can take it. I'll oh, agree. I don't think so. Yeah. I feel anyway. like mine is slightly more bogan than yours. Yeah. I don't mind being a bogan. I'm quite nasal. Yeah. I'll, I'll take being a bogan <laughs> if it were given to me. So, yeah. So, in 2008, a woman, Cheryl Waderman, mm-hmm. and her husband, Gary, and brother, Doug, went to Eucla, which is like bordering WA and SA. I actually can't remember which state it's in. I'm pretty sure it's Western Australia. Do you want me to Google it? I mean, you could Google it. Let's keep Googling. I've just Let's got play Google geography hour. How do you spell Eucla? <laughs> E-U-C-L-A. Oh, I don't like that word. Um, anyway, they found a Bacardi bottle half buried <laughs> in the sand on this beach that yeah. was, like, kind of abandoned. Okay. Bacardi. Yep. <laughs> and the note inside, there was a note inside it, so literally a message in a bottle. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's right on the border of W. It's yeah. in WA. Yeah, I but thought so. super close to yeah. the border of South Australia. So, yeah, so there's this message in a bottle. They oh open it. And it says, hi there, out here in the lonely Southern Ocean and thought we would give away a free holiday in the Whitsunday Islands in North Queensland, Australia. Our ship is travelling from Fremantle, Western Australia to Queensland to work as a charter vessel. The note then had a pair of phone numbers for John and Mick um, and it was to claim the price. So John and Mick were relatives in the end of, I'm Mm. pretty sure they were relatives. Oh my God, I can't believe I've missed this important point. Wait, aren't John and Mick the guys on the boat? The two crew members? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody's paying attention over here. Oh, my God. Okay. Great. It's good that you're paying attention, Josie, because I'm fucking not. Um, yeah. So the note had a pair of phone numbers for John and Mick, so the guys yeah. on the boat. Um, and it was to claim the prize, was to call the numbers. And then when they did call the numbers, it went through to relatives of theirs. Right. So it was like a legit thing that yeah. came off the boat, obviously. When did they find this? In 2008. Oh, my God. I know. Like 20 years. Because it was a, it was a 20, weird little beach. 20 years later? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really say anything because then there was this whole weird thing within the relatives in in this story mm. um, were like, this clears my son of being a, like, hijacker. And it's like, does it? I don't think it does. It means nothing. It's literally like them having a funny joke. Yeah. Like what? Tossing that thing they over. can still be a hijacker. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. So, That's so yeah. Weird that they found that. I know. The chances. I know. The message in a bottle. I would love to find a message in a bottle. I know. Um, I've got the song in my head now, of course. Um, me too. But what's your theory? Oh, this is okay. I'm a little confused. Okay. And I'm sorry. I can help you. I can probably help you. I'm sorry, I always <laughs> ask for the facts. Yeah. So uh Nickel was his yep. name? Alan. Alan Nickel. Alan the and and Ronna Lee. Yeah, Ronna Lee, his daughter. They got off yep. the boat. 
so the they weren't got like the and those guys in the note said that mm. the boat was going there to stay and work yeah as a vessel yes so they weren't like on a holiday Alan and Ronalee and no and, well I'm I don't know if that part of the note is 100% true but I'm assuming but like why would they get off and well maybe they were going to fly over right. I don't know like I do, it just said in the story that I had read it had just said they got off for biz- to do something to do with business so whether it's like some drama happened and right. they needed to go back to work okay. briefly before they could and they, just and they were just like on. we'll meet you in Sydney or we'll meet you somewhere you know okay. like it's weird to me that there's very few details yeah like Frederick Valentich the plane went down and they never saw him again there was heaps of information mm. and that happened in the 60s whereas this was more recent and it's like people disappeared and it's it was really hard to find but do you know what there are actually other there's heaps of boat disappearance mm. stories out there. I think that this one had a bit more sort of mythical elements to it because of the weird phone calls and stuff. Because yeah. I was reading a Guardian story that referenced the Patanella but wasn't about the Patanella. It was about something that happened more recently, I think in the 2000s, and it was like three young guys and their boat capsized off um the Great Barrier Reef and they mm. passed away. Like, they, they were never to be found again. Right. Um, I think so, I remember that. Yeah. So I think, like, it's this shit happens mm. because there's, like, Australia, for anyone that doesn't know, I feel like this has been a very big, like, Australia <laughs> educational hour. Yeah. Um, has a lot of reefs, mm. jagged rocks. Like, mm. it's a pretty hectic yeah. area to sail mm. in a way. And so, like, it, there are lots of chances of you hitting, yeah. like, a bad patch and then your boat capsizes and mm. so on. Um, yeah, because it was really like Wikipedia did not have a whole section on it. There were very few official articles from publications. Yeah, it's um, weird. And when they did, the only one was this Sydney Morning Herald one and mm. references off that Sydney Morning Herald mm. one, which didn't really go into much detail. Yeah. Yeah. I think I lean towards hijacking. Yeah. Um, because it was... Like, it was 20 years old, but it was, like, a luxurious yacht. And, like, those guys seem a bit sus to me. Yeah. Like, I hate to speak ill of the potentially dead. Yeah. But it's sus to me that they'd be like, hey, can we have a job? And then the guy was like, sure. And then the boat went missing. That seems weird to me. Like, maybe it's a coincidence. Well, like, I think that there are people that just joined boats like that whole yes, like yes. sailing culture of being like a skipper and like or like a sail hand yeah. or whatever it is boat hand deck hand, deck hand. Sail hand. <laughs> yeah I suppose like people do that shit like my cousin did that right. for years in cans and I think it's like literally like they just organize with like luxury yacht yep. folks to like jump on board and help out mm. and whatever so I don't think that's super sus but it's sus then when you put it all together yeah. you're sort of like well if we're going to look at anybody who would turn like crazy, mm. you've got potentially the wife. I love that we just don't know if yeah. the wife is on there. It's um, so weird that that information isn't available either. Well, it's not not available. It just wasn't available in anything I read. Like, right. I'm sure if I Googled her name in the boat, it might turn up. But, like, Should Ken we Jones, do that? <laughs> well, I can do it now. Um, <laughs> while we're Googling, while we're recording. <laughs> um, but Ken Jones was like the skipper of the boat. Yeah. And I'm assuming he had some sort of relationship yeah. with Alan, um, the owner. But yeah, like they were kind of the odd one out. And usually with this stuff, you go for the obvious 
like yeah. who's the kind of yeah, anomaly exactly. in the situation. I, mean, I like to think Noreen didn't remain on the boat. No, see, everyone's saying that it's Alan and Ronalee that got off. And Noreen's never been seen again. Well, yeah, I think so. It's really hard to find info on this shit. Where did you first hear about this mystery? Um, It was like in the middle of a story. Yeah, okay, the crew of the missing yacht, Pat Nellett. This is an old article. Okay. Um. Oh, no. What? <laughs> what? This whole time we thought... <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm dying. What? I'm literally dying about how funny this is. What? This whole time, we thought Noreen was Alan's wife. She was Ken's She's wife. She's Ken's wife. And it literally, I said Ken's wife at the beginning. Did you? Yeah. Oh. I think so. Anyway, <laughs> this is possibly the most unprofessional moment we've ever had, but... So it was Ken Jones was the skipper, Noreen right. was his wife, and it was their daughter, Ronalee. Alan Nicol didn't have any relatives on the boat. It was just him. <laughs> so when he got off, Ronalee also got off to do business stuff of her own. Right. Leaving Ken and Noreen, who are a couple right. on there, okay. with these two randoms, which makes so much more that fucking sense. really makes so much yes. more sense. Um, I'm going to put pictures of them in the group because Noreen's hair is phenomenal. <laughs> it is like an 80s power oh, hair I'm situation. I'm laughing at her. And um, what do you think Ken again? looks like? Um, in my mind, he is tanned and he's got like thinning but blonde hair and really blue eyes and crinkly wrinkles around his eyes. I think I think you, I, you're thinking like he looks like some little sporty like older, like like a sort yes. of a Robert Redford type? Yes, but very tanned okay, because no. he's been on the ocean for like, Literally life. not even close. <laughs> Do you know what he looks like? He what? kind of looks like... Um, <laughs> he looks a bit like Barnaby Joyce, to be honest. Oh, stop. He's like a red-faced wait, large man. Remember when I made you guess what the Beaumont kids man looked like and then I showed him to you and <laughs> you were like, he looks like Barnaby Joyce. <laughs> Our take, Barnaby Joyce is responsible for all these mysteries. <laughs> Barnaby Joyce is a vampire who has just been going around causing Aussie bullshit All of the forever. mysteries. Killed the Summerton man, took the Beaumont kids, sunk yep. the Patronella. <laughs> Barnaby, <laughs> we're on to you. Barnaby, we know what you're doing. <laughs> but oh, yeah. my God. Well, well I'm glad go. we figured that out because the Noreen thing was irritating me the whole yeah, time. <laughs> I just love how it's at the very end. <laughs> I can see in your eyes that you're, like, unsure whether this is, like, this level of unprofessional that we shouldn't, like, release it to the world. But I, know, I personally I think this is, like, I'm like, do we on have to re-record this whole entire thing? I think we're supremely on our bullshit, Josie, and okay. this is exactly what everyone expects from us at this point. This is what happens. We got uh, to the fact guys, in the end. When you research something in 20 minutes before you do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is why this I take hours. At any point. This would have happened at any point. <laughs> it was a simple slip of the tongue at the beginning that just ran through the entire story. And made it so much more mysterious. <laughs> it's random Noreen just like hanging out on a boat. Like with these random guys. That makes sense. You know what yes. this all reminds me mm-hmm. of? Um, going to reference another podcast. We always reference Teacher's Pet. Mm. I'm going to reference my favourite murder. Mm. They did one based on an I Survived episode. Yeah. Have you listened to it about that girl that was a lone survivor of, like, these – it was an American family. Yeah. And they chartered a boat from, like, in the Bahamas. Mm. And then these 
crew members were recruited and they killed everyone. <gasps> no. And they killed her family and she managed to, like, she clung to this life raft and she got rescued. And one of the murderers got rescued too because oh then God. the ship sunk. <gasps> but did they know he was a murderer? He, I think he tried to say he wasn't. Uh, but they still obviously probably still had to rescue him. Yeah. Oh, my God, how wild. That's yeah. heavy. So that's it why I was scary. sus on the two recruited deckhands the yeah. whole time because I'm, like, remembering that story yeah, and yeah. how it was the, the random people that came on yeah. that killed everyone. I feel like people go crazy at sea. Yeah. There's something about being out at sea that's like, makes you weird. Yeah. <laughs> such, a, such a generalization. <laughs> All these like sailing, sailboat yeah. enthusiasts are like, shut up, Mel. <laughs> Oh, Mel, it's so serene out there. About. You're ruining everything. But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a weird – it's it's kind of a really unique um, sort of trip to take because it's – you're alone. You're isolated. Yeah. Like, you don't hit ports for days and weeks. Yeah. And, you know, like, like that is quite a strange, you know, like I can imagine people go a bit cuckoo. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. It's like cabin fever. Yeah. Um, that – mystery that I'm talking about mm. is called, if you look up the the Blue Bell Blue Bell like B-E-L-L-E yeah. um, the little girl's name is Terry Jo Dupereau mm. and, and she's she the one that survived survived but her family died Heavy. Um, and it was a trip from Florida to the Bahamas in yeah. 1961 so yeah. if you want to, I'll put it in the group. Yeah, put it in the group. It's wild. That story is wild. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Just this weird at sea mystery. Well, thanks for sharing. Oh, anytime. <laughs> anytime, Josie. Um, yeah, if anyone, I would really love if anyone has any idea about whether the Patanella actually means devil mm. in an indigenous language, mm. hit us up. If anyone um, has any more information about anything to do with this because I'm sure I've missed some big shit mm. <laughs> given that I thought but that... to be fair there isn't much out there as we No discovered. there really really isn't like there's actually there's quite a few books and stuff like if I like you know if we were like hectic researchers yeah, and we went to like cereal, the state library <laughs> yeah we went to like the state library and looked at like old news articles from the yes. 80s I'm sure I could get more but yeah in terms of like online it's, it's hard, really hard yeah. to find um, but yeah I still think it's quite a like it it's is. quite a wild story I'm fascinated I mean, it's it's obviously sad because I'm assuming somebody died. Yeah. If not everyone. If but not definitely everyone. I'm pretty, like, I don't think that could have happened without someone dying. No. Um, but, yeah, if you think you've seen the Patanella, that would be crazy. Mm. If you know that fisherman yeah. in the Central Coast. <laughs> From Terrigal. But, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I think that two people died and two people stole the boat yeah. and sold it. Oh yeah, and, like took and then you just take like because the they it. basically just fake their deaths. Mm, that's interesting. So that's my theory. Whether it was the couple, yeah, or the the recruited deckhands, yeah. I'm just throwing out accusations oh, we're just, here. We're just wildly speculating. Mm, maybe mm. that's what I think happened. Yeah. Now that I know that Ken and Noreen were a couple, yeah, that kind of. Well, yeah, mm. it's true. I mean, he's a skipper of a very expensive mm. boat. Mm. But yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, cool. That's it. (laughs) Bye. Bye.